Yeah, this is all doing, man. We just be talking and shit and chilling. Yeah, bro. Like Sometimes we have some real random, like deep ass conversation or some goofy shit, or we just be doing this, just talking random shit. Hey, learn something new about us, man. Y'all learned about the time that they stole my basketball cards. See, y'all didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. We well, got some stories for y'all, motherfuckers. Y'all want some goddamn stories. Yeah. I can tell y'all some nasty stories. I can tell you some funny stories. Oh, last call me complaining ass. See how you be doing, man. Yeah. See, man. I got some stories on motherfuckers today. That's that's yeah. You do have some stories. Oh, some stories there. Nah, I ain't beefing with you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> like, all right, all right, homie. <laughs> hey, man, you know, I'm just fucking with you, bro. I'm just talking. Yeah, I'm beefing when I'm doing this show. I'm excited about these uh, topics tonight, man. Uh, just for y'all that's showing up, man, this week on uh, 85, yeah. man, we talking about... Uh, the best TV shows of all time, any genre, web series do count. Uh, we're going to be going over some of the current events of the week with the good and fuckery. And uh, we're going to be talking about pro-black content and its effect on our mission of unity. So uh, make sure y'all tune in to episode 85. Like I uh, said earlier today on the live, man, we got some. Uh, boy, you stupid last call. <laughs> uh, we got some. Uh, we got the videos, the full videos of the uh, podcast dropping on Spotify from now on. So we'll still be having the clips here on YouTube. We'll still be having our other videos and like our live streams and stuff like that here. But uh, our main, like the actual full videos will now be all exclusively on Spotify. So yeah, man. man go back some of them r Trey slides, man. Huh? Go back some of them damn R-Trey slides. Oh, I ain't talking, I ain't oh, talking yeah. to anybody. Uh, go, back some, go back some of them damn R-Trey slides, R-Trey Tobin. Dot com. R Trace Slash and yeah. shit. Go get some, man. Pat here, get man. Get your feet good, man. I'm here at all sometime, man. He's somewhere over there. But he here. Like we all be here. Like this is what happened. So so the way my uh the way that y'all work, right? If your video not on, it don't show nothing. So when you saw that you said the partners, we still here. That's why you can hear it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so you can't know. see shit from the from the um, phone shit. No. Yeah, yeah. Bang bang. This shit trippy watching that shit on the on the YouTube while watching that shit live. Shit is kind of freaky. Um, yeah, like in a weird way. I just I'll be like, I'll be like, where, I'll be like, where the fuck I'm at? Then I hear myself I'm like, oh damn, go. Yeah. Then I pop back up in the video. I'm like, oh okay, there I go. It's like everything happened a second late. <laughs> yeah, Lag. man. How y'all doing this week, man? It's, I, it ain't been long. I'm doing, I'm doing okay, man. I'm doing okay. Um, uh, how can I say? There was some father issues as far as me being the father issue. Um, but mm-hmm. part of being a dad, shit, we deal with shit. Fuck it. Um, other than that, dealing with these damn dogs, you gotta have patience with this shit. This is a journey. These two motherfuckers right here. Amen. Highs and lows. But but at the end of the day, 
highly blessed to say, but I'm still good. Happy face all day. Right on, right on. Thank you again for uh, pulling up earlier uh, at the live earlier today, man. Uh, for some people, that might not have been no big thing to talk about, but for me, that was real, like, weird. Like, I get real, uh, fuck it, for lack of a better term, I guess, sensitive when it comes to talking about my little man. You know what I mean? So, I appreciate it. Oh, I'll tell you, everything about my kids, I get teary-eyed from I can't watch I can't watch happy endings with fathers and fathers and sons, the fathers and their kids and movies without tearing up and shit. Motherfuckers would think some shit, but I'm yeah, the same yeah. nigga that shoots in the leg real quick. So I, I cried in a happy ending, but shit, second of living all day. Sap, nigga. Shit is crazy. So, so I mean, like, shit, I'm a, I'm a real sensitive dude when it comes to my kids, man. Like, that's one thing I really don't play with. So it's sensitive subjects when talking about my kids, dealing with my kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you be, Patty Juan? I'm I'm all right. I'm getting used to this, trying to get used to this new schedule and everything. But it's been a cool week. Um, actually, um, what happened yesterday? I actually got interviewed mm-hmm. by somebody. Um, okay. or whatever. Uh, they hit me up like the week. The first week of July or whatever. Well, actually, it was before I left or whatever. And they were trying to uh, interview me on the, the subject of, like, God and religion and culture and people's, what is people's current view towards religion and culture and stuff like that and, like, what wow. keep hey, people away like from that? it. Whatever, like that, Salute. But, uh, I, I'm going to ask if I can get the footage and everything, but I asked, um, or at least actually, so we can watch, <clears throat> let me see. Let me tell you how weird the universe works. Right. Mm-hmm. Tis live, Tis live in Atlanta. I try to be, get down to Atlanta and do the art Institute. This is where I met this, um, met this person that interviewed me. Right. At the art Institute. Not only that found out, She's from the 757. So that would click right there. But she's always been in in the church and in the music and everything. And she just randomly hit me up. And I was like, when she asked me that, I was like, are you sure you want my opinion on religion and Christianity and everything? Because my opinion is I feel like I'm a bit betrayed by religion and Christianity and she was like nope you're the perfect person that okay. to fits the mold and then we got into the car uh, I basically said like it's not I, that I don't believe uh, in God or a God it's not that I don't believe in Jesus or any of the other prophets it's just that I don't trust humans and humans <laughs> have a long history of making up shit, lying, and anytime there's a conversation about scripture, or God, or anything, it's just to prove that they're right. Every single time. I'm right about this because it says in this book. Matter of fact, my stepdad said that today. <laughs> hey. Or whatever. So, she was... 
we it was a good talk though it was a real good talk she was basically like saying how what can we do to change change this and change perception of christianity I'm like doing stuff like this because the old way they would have been just like don't you question god you know god or anything or whatever instead of just coming to you and saying hey how do you feel about this so i was like but yeah well, i'm gonna get the footage and then i'll um basically see because i know she's doing this for a class or something with her ministry or something like that mm -hmm. see we could use uh, if we could use it in any type of way and um yeah and i've been applying a job near your way and that's about it yes that's right come on come on home bro come on home champ well let me add something in there um, I'm looking at purchasing this not this land. Found some real good cheap land, um, but it's non-buildable mm -hmm. land. So if anybody knows what you can do on non-buildable land, let me know so I can go ahead and make this good cheap ass investment and acquire this good little piece of land real quick. Because um, it's a goddamn good come up. What's non-buildable? It, it, other, it's like other purposes for the land, but I don't know what you can do on non-buildable land outside of not build on it. You feel me? Because you can't build shit on it, you can't put a camper on it. Like, but I'm trying to figure out what else can you do on it because it, it, the land is in a good space. I can either make it like hunting land or I can make it like a firing range or I can make it like just rent out the land for people to have a little parties on it, like outside, get together and shit on it. I mean, people always looking for places to do shit at. And they got no, no place to do with that. So I can like rent places like that out. But if anybody know what you can do on non bit of a land, let me know. So I can go ahead and get the damn land. Hell, I'm serious. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. And it basically just says it's just been deemed non-buildable because probably some type of violation and you just got to rectify what they said is the reason why it's not buildable and then mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want like it says the the zoning of the land if it's zoned for commercial development and you want to build a home on it you may be blocked even though the land itself is technically approved for construction project uh it says a lack of clear access this can happen when the only way to get to the land is through another person's property. Uh, oh, no, to solve this, you may hate. the corner lot. <laughs> like both lots, I'm looking at a corner mm -hmm. lot. Because I feel like, okay. out here, like, I'm Says, looking at this land, I'm looking at it in Richmond, but I was going to try to get some land out in the country, but I ain't, my, my bread ain't that big right now. I ain't, I ain't got double digit thousands to drop on land right now. So I could drop a couple hundred on some good city land, and good mm -hmm. city land is hard to come by. For a low price. True. True. And then I can get some shit to sit on it. <laughs> it says uh, if the land's too small or the lot's too small and issues with septic system. Mm, it's most likely what I'm looking at is probably <clears throat> the septic system shit. Most, most likely because it is citywide and, and you have to include it on the already septic system. And with city probably orders, the, that might not be a, they, something they easy to get down with. It says uh if the land's too small. Hey, that's me. Yeah, my bad. Hey, uh Rodna. 
if you uh got that link, I just emailed you. If you wanted to come up real quick, um, I know you said you wanted to speak on uh the topic me and uh Face was talking on earlier before we actually started recording. Uh, if you wanted to do that, you can go ahead and hop up real quick. Do please do, it. please do, because I'm I'm definitely interested in hearing your perspective, brother. I need I want to hear that wisdom. Man. And then, uh, yeah, we'll let him speak his piece and then we'll get started, man. But yeah, that's not buildable land. I never heard of that one. You definitely put me up. Mm-hmm. That's a term I had never heard. I'm like, all the all land is buildable if you own that shit, ain't What that is? No, it's the Pacific ordinance and shit. Like, what is it like? I know that the land is. <clears throat> no, nah, it, it ain't historic. Like, like, I looked at four different properties. Um, one of them I looked at is like, a hundred dollars for where it is. It's a hundred dollars to own the property, but you got your property taxes. But that property right there is in like the um, inside a homeowner association. You can be buying that. You can't build a home on it, but owning that land gives you all the rights and access to everybody, just like everybody else in the homeowner association. And they pro and, and, and all the amenities in their community. You feel me? So whatever the shit they got in their community that they can use and you they got access to, you would too by owning that property. But you just can't build shit on that property. So it got the pros and the cons. But you still gotta pay your property tax. The developer that owns the home association. Exactly. Exactly. You feel me? You can can, so if somebody mm mm-hmm. Okay. So anything I'm looking at in investment is gonna be either a flip if it's non-buildable, because it's gonna have to be either somebody sit on. Or something like somebody say if somebody on a property right next door and they want to move their property over, you feel me? Or get some property bigger and they ain't have the access to it. Anybody want to sell it to them? Well, I sell it to you, shit. <laughs> Funny. I wish I had known about that shit for this. Uh, I don't know whether you want to call it a bubble or what for this, like, I guess, market explosion where, you know, it became a, a seller's market. I wish I had known mm-hmm. that before that then because I'll be. Flipping hella shit. Tell you, it all depends on the type of ladder where you try to get it at. Cause I've been looking at land, like the, the places I look at, like the acreage and the 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 money they want for it, it is reasonable. I, now the now no, I look more into the city wise, it gets like well, damn. But I understand because you're looking at the real estate value going towards more in the city and everything we're getting built up now. Where on rural areas, it's gonna be some more years before we get built up down here. But own that land, sitting on that shit that got value. Because what you can do with your land, you can rent your land out. You can put a mobile home on your land and rent that shit out. You know I mean? Just just having the land alone gives you more value to that mobile home itself. So where you can rent the mobile home itself out for like a couple hundred, you put it on two acres of land, or you didn't pay shit two acres of land, you probably paid a couple thousand for like five thousand for in a good in a good area, good rural area. You put that mobile home on now, you can rent that mobile home for like seventeen hundred. Right. Okay. So and and you just ran that that pays your mortgage out for, for your mobile home and pays your mortgage on your actual new home and all you doing is sitting back and getting that residual income making sure okay my home is taken care of I gotta make sure the little prepared is taken care of over there I got to repair man over there shit like that. I had to look more into that. That that sounds kind of like a nice little business move. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Like I got that um idea like one of my exes um before I got married. 
her stepfather was telling me some shit that's one of the kind of things I always took with me. He was like, a smart man always invests in land. I was like, I never heard of that. Like, why would I invest in land? I don't want to do a land because no goddamn grass. He's like, no, nah, it ain't about cutting grass. It's about owning land. He was like, think about it. Cops can't come on your land unless they're called onto your land. This ain't the city. So like, this, this ain't city owned. This is your owned. You pay your taxes on your shit. This is yours. This is equity. Like, you own it. Somebody's going to eventually want to buy it if you have a good piece of property. You set your price for your shit. It's like, damn. And I thought about it. I'm like, look at look at what happened in Ashley, where Virginia State bought up all them streets. Yeah. They had to go to them homeowners and give them homeowners prices. They, the homeowners had to set them, they price of what they wanted to sell their shit for. You feel me? That's why it's still one house that, that's a holdout. It's one house <laughs> that would not sell. That's why everything is built up around that one house. Virginia State is built around one single still have house in the hood. <laughs> but set your price, man. Invest in land, y'all. Look at look at land. Look at land. So that's that's my shit. Because I, I eventually when I made my wife get older, we wanna have the dog have our own land, have like a little dog farm and shit. Like we retire old people with like a dog farm over come visit the dogs, pet the dogs, shit like that. Do all that little crazy shit, the cool shit with dogs and shit. But land's where it's at, man. Land. I'm looking to that uh, non-building list for that. That's kind of a dope little idea. I, I, I heard Sorry, it. And uh, give it about five more minutes here. Rodney gonna pull up, and then if not, like I told you earlier, ten o'clock, man, we gonna go ahead and kick this thing off, man. Um, if anybody in the chat got any anything they wanted to say or anything, you know, what I mean, this would be the time to do that shit because we about to uh talk that shit, shit for real. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, live stream coming this week. Uh, you you didn't ask us, but that is coming back this week. Uh, man, life, family, shit, travel, just a bunch of shit been going on. Uh, dog days, pain, burn, uh, burn. Early episode seven. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back with that, man. Uh, we got some shit coming. At, uh, like I told you earlier today, tomorrow we're gonna uh, have tears takes coming back so we can talk that sports shit. Um, for all my sports fans out there, uh, yeah, man, got some shit I want to talk to y'all about. See what y'all want to see what y'all think on some shit. Um, and yeah, man. Okay, since we talking sports and we ain't in the show yet, shit, got got to bring it up. Anybody see that? Oh, uh, that last UFC fight, that last UFC pay per view and shit. I know y'all didn't, but just throw it out to everybody else. Shit, I would have watched it if I knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, if y'all ever had Buffalo Wild Wings when they throw in the pay-per-views, they there free. So if y'all can go to Buffalo Wild Wings with oh, the crab on and watch the free pay-per-view for the UFC shit, they totally free of that motherfucker. Oh, okay. I, I just, found, just found that shit on my damn self. So, uh, so last, last um, UFC, Israel Adesanya retained his belt against Jerry Cannonier, or whatever his last name was. I knew that was going to happen. Disappointing fight. Won't, won't really entertain. Really disappointing. Um, the co-main event should have been the main main event. Um, I think it was a featherweight fight, Holloway against Volkanovski. Volkanovski destroyed and dominated uh, that fight. That was a trilogy fight for them. They don't need to fight no more. Volkanovski supposed to step up a weight class and try to take another belt after this after that shit. So he's gonna smash it by his own division. So they don't need to fight no more. <laughs> they don't. They don't need to fight no more. Yeah. That's funny. That was a horrible beat. That was a horrible beat. Yeah, they don't need to fight no more. 
Nice to too. He Holloway. Now Holloway, don't 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 get me wrong. Holloway's a beast. He didn't beat everybody in the division too. Like only person for him to fight is Oscar now for the champion because he didn't he done laughed everybody. Both of them laughed everybody. So only people they could fight in the division was each other. But shit, at this point, y'all don't fight no more. Yeah. <laughs> don't. That fight. was the third one. Don't. It don't need to be a fourth one. Damn. Mm-mm. Well, damn. Nah. Mm-mm. So don't fight no more, champ. Well, yeah. Whoever you are, sir. You um, but I am looking forward to uh, the next pay-per-view or down the road, Idra is trying to defend his belt against the nigga who knocked him out. The only person to knock him out is now in the UFC. Alex, uh, whatever his name is. I forgot his last name. Stop with the P. Piera, Pereira, something like that. Uh, he's a beast, too. Actually, whatever the, Alex, whatever the Alex P. name is. Yeah, that's, that's his yeah. name. But that's now, his last name is. That's, yeah. But he's a beast, <laughs> excellent fucking striker, excellent kickboxer, excellent striker. I haven't really seen his ground game yet, but what I told you, his hands are some fucking beast. His hands, are, yeah, I'd be one of them, those sports analysts. Be one of those sports analysts. I'm gonna talk heard, real shit. Also heard in the US. Get niggas' names wrong. What? The fact that they got dudes going at it, and a huge part of their fighting repertoire is called ground and pound. Pause. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Could be something in the market. Yeah. Like, you know, just a lot, just just another one of them things that maybe holding UFC from reaching that, <laughs> that popularity level that you want it to be. <laughs> just saying. Might want to re, re, rebrand. Oh my God. Rebrand that a little bit. <laughs> ground and pound. None, nothing with nothing with two Men, yeah, that close to each other need to be called that. Yeah. Let's call it land <laughs> argument, like a <laughs> the land argument. Why you can't call it ground floor striking. dispute? Ground striking. Now. Now, on a little tangent, on I went down a weird, weird rabbit hole and got between comedy and the UFC. Now, I don't know if you heard of, um, I think his name is Daniel Lucas, something like that. He's a comedian, black comedian. Have you said, dude, I think you're from the South, something like that. I know, uh, um, Lucas. That's it, might be it, David Lucas, might be it. Um, he was on a, um, like a comedy, yeah, he was on a roast shit, um, killed Tony. And Michael Bisbee, one of the UFC, a former um, UFC champion, was on it. And boy, they get they get to roast it. Now, of course, the UFC guy can't roast because he's a fighter. He's not a comedian. So he's just trying to be mean. The comedian is eating his ass up. He was like, that's why you're in like that prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he got cauliflower oh, Oh man. Oh, shit. Nigga was like, oh, they can't talk because it's UFC versus KFC. <laughs> I might as well look that up. Oh, For my shit. enjoyment. <clears throat> For my entertainment. Oh, yeah. Hi, I bet it ain't me. Whoa, bitch, it ain't me. Snap, cap, scap. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Mm, 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 mm. 
but I digress. Uh, speaking of roast me, uh, before we bounce up out of here and get started on the podcast proper, uh, if anybody out there wants a really good laugh, just look up Comedian CP, who you fit to try. I don't know why, but it will brighten your day. And then look up the original video, but just look up that first. Comedian CP, who you fit to try. And, um, well, uh, you too. Uh, that's about to be uh, it for y'all. We about to go ahead and get that thing kicked off. Um, so uh, peace out. We love y'all. <laughs> Episode 85 will be coming out tomorrow on all podcast platforms, video on Spotify. So, uh, yeah, man, check it out. Love y'all. Peace. Peace out. And uh, in the meantime, y'all, in between time, y'all, what's up, guys? Welcome to the party. Show with three separated by distance, connected by brotherhood, having weekly conversations that you can join in on. As always, I am one third of the partners. Your boy Tiz. And I'm along with. Long. It's the Padawan here. And I'm the other third of the partners, along with another third of the partners. Oh, shit. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Oh, y'all hear me? (laughs) Is your boy facing the place? <laughs> what is up with my let's go. Oh, let's go. Oh, yeah. Technical <laughs> difficulties. Man, that shit was long as hell. I was sitting there. I was like, this nigga just looking down at the screen. What is he doing? He ain't Frozen. Do y'all hear me now? Oh, I hear you now, brethren. Oh God, man! The other third of the partners, the Padawan here. The, the, geez, nigga, no, 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 uh, no, uh, I know, I know. I just said face. That, what you doing over there? Face over here, glitch. Look, I don't know what's happening tonight, my people. Um, but uh, things are getting hilarious. Uh, I, I don't know whether face is having some type of technical get. My people's here. Camera's like shifting back and forth. Oh, wow. Longingly into the camera. My people hit me up while we was uh, my people hit me up while we was on live, and I ain't see it. They were trying to ask the question, but they asked, "Can they be a guest on the next show?" I was like, "Yeah, we could definitely set that up." Yeah, we can set that shit up. But this shit been funny tonight. Technical difficulty. Technical difficulty. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, oh man. Feeling pretty goofy this evening. You know what I mean? Feeling real good about life. Yeah, I mean. How y'all yeah, feeling? I mean. <clears throh> I can't complain, mate. I can't complain. Copacetic. Yeah. A little inebriated. Um, oh. Dealing with these damn dogs in the background. Hopefully y'all can't <laughs> hear. Hey. I didn't hear them yet, but <laughs> what up, KJ? <laughs> what up, Karma? Oh. Um, <laughs> it just be Karma. I feel like we've been talking for a long time. Uh, y'all caught some of the pre-show um, that we were doing for our YouTube and uh, other other affiliates. Um, but yeah, man, uh, let's get straight off into it, man. Uh, I've been watching a lot of like retro stuff this week. Like, I started a new series. Uh, 
I kind of went back and started watching some of the old stuff I used to watch on TV. And I wanted to kind of talk to y'all and see what y'all three best TV shows of all time were. Um, web series can count. So if it's like something that's a web series, but like TV based or something like that, that count. Um, and why? Um, now, best should be based off of critical acclaim, ratings, show longevity, cultural impact, your own personal reasoning. But just be prepared to kind of explain the rationale behind your picks and possibly kind of defend things. Um, so mm -hmm. um, did either one of y'all want to go first or did y'all want to hear my three, my top three shows? Um, you can go first if you want to, brother. Ooh. All right. So um, really, 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 really good show at number three. And uh, I'm going, you know, worse to the best, I guess. Um, at number three, top shows of all times, I got to put, and I know it might be controversial to some, but I got to put the Cosby show. Um, I think it is one of the number most versatile shows ever um, as far as the amount of different types of people that it could appeal to and relate to. Um, it, it is one of the longest running shows ever. Um, it also spawned off another highly successful spinoff based off of its own success. Um, it was funny, critic critically acclaimed, is wildly held as one of the top sitcoms of all time on most lists. Um, and regardless of the showrunners' um, indiscretions over the years, the show itself, it, it, it stands the test of time. Um, it's still funny to this day. A lot of the themes they talk about are still relevant to this day. And uh, it's almost like a time capsule because you can literally see the transition from the 80s to the 90s by watching that show. And it's a real cool way to look back at your childhood if you get a chance. So Cosby Show at number three. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And number two, this new show that I picked, well, it's, it's a very old show now. But it's a new show to me because I just started watching it. A lot of people talk about it, but I, I didn't really, I had never watched an episode of the shit. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, it's another uh, comedy-based show, but the type of show it is, it's like revolutionary for its time. It started kind of the single camera um, type of TV shows for America. Um, it's a show that's kind of one of a kind because it's completely improv. So like, it's literally a, a TV show, but it's improv. So it's like, wow. Cause like, you never know exactly what each person's going to say. Um, it is one of the, again, one of the longer running shows and, you know, critics love the show. Um, I think the cultural impact of this show, you can be, you can see it in shows like community, uh, parks and rec, the American version of the office, uh, like uh, Blackish, uh, you can see pieces of it in uh, shows like um, Damn, I can't think of it. Or, uh, what's the Damn, Damn, Damn? It had some Asians. It was like Off the Boat or something like that. Yeah, uh, fresh uh, off, uh, fresh off the family boat. Even yeah, you can see the the lineage of curb your enthusiasm in those shows. Um, but yeah, it's a hilarious fucking show. 
and every episode is like a whole new thing. So it's not one of them shows where if you miss them, you really be that off. Like you could watch one episode and enjoy it just as much as binge watching. Um, but yeah, so that's number two on my list. And then number one, the number one TV show of all time, period to me, of any genre, and I don't, I, I don't care what you like, Breaking Bad. Um, not one of the most longest running, but I think it's because they tied it up neatly to where it didn't have to go anymore. Um, one of the best shows from a dramatic acting standpoint, Brian Cranston is amazing. Um, Giancarlo Esposito is amazing. Um, like the entire show is full of actors giving their best fucking performances. Um, the premise of the show was very original for its time. Uh, you know, school teacher becomes drug kingpin, and the reasoning behind it, it was one of the, it was one of the coolest shows, um, especially in the, I guess, mid 2000s, it kind of started the role of the anti-hero being cool in TV shows, where it's like, mm -hmm. not necessarily a good guy, but you root for him. Um, yeah. And you could definitely see yourself in a lot of his decisions. Um, it has a spinoff show that was successful as well, that was also good. Uh, better call Saul. Um, and it is literally just one of those shows that like once you watch the first episode or two, I dare you to to want to stop watching it. It's like once you get through the first episode or two, you're hooked. And every episode, you never stop being hooked for the rest of the run of the series. Like it's one of those shows that you will sit there and binge all five seasons right then and there just because you you like, all right, I just want to know, okay, what, 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 the way they tie together themes, the names of the episodes, the colors in the shows, the way they use foreshadowing, the way it's shot, the cinematography of the actual show. Like, it's just, it is the, when you talk about what it takes to make a successful TV show, it checks every single box. It, it is it. It, it, it literally kind of held A&E on his back for a second and was like, I got y'all. And yeah, so uh, Breaking Bad, number one for me. What say you? Okay. <clears throat> now, I really don't have an order for mine, but I'll give mine as far as how I like them. Um, now, coming first to mind when you Throughout this conversation, I had a whole bunch of different series. And even when we talk about it now, I still got different series coming to mind. So my list might change up in my mind when I'm giving them out, but I know my core one that I want to give out. And we got to give them three. So my last one may be hard for me to distinguish between. Um, so the first one I'm going to give out is the, um, the Office, the U.S. version. Um, mm -hmm. Gotta love that. I mean, like, from start to end. Like that show, any age can watch that. So people like my middle daughter, she loves the office. You feel me? Hey, that <laughs> you feel me? She she not she's not gonna understand all the jokes. That's but there's no cursing on there. There's no cursing on there. She can still laugh at the silliness of office environment the office environment. You feel me? Like that show, very long run. I think it had nine seasons. Um, it really it wasn't as funny when Steve Carell left to me, but it still kept up. The show still kept up for a couple more seasons after he left. 
um, crazy acclaim, plenty, plenty of episodes. The people from the show have, some people from the show have left to become movie stars and stand out on their own. Um, John, dude with the last name, start with a K, Cran, whatever. Crazy. Can't pronounce it. There you go. Him. Great actor. He's been in um Mar- been in Marvel movies. He was just in um the Multiverse of Madness as yeah. um the what's the name? Dude with stretchy arms. Uh 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 Ree Richard. Ree Richard. Yeah. Got turned got got turned to spaghetti and shit. Yeah. Great actor. Um Steve Carell, the dude with the glasses played the white. He was in a couple of different series after that, a couple of different movies after he came off of the office. Uh the red head from the movie. Mm-hmm. The redhead, uh, Pam, she was in a good movie, good sci-fi movie. So the people from the movie have done some stuff. They, I ain't going to say they mega stars, but they still have good acting careers from that. Um, after that, I'm going to say um, The Cosby Show. Uh, you've already explained why it is there. So I'm not going to go through another explanation of the same show. Uh, but this last one is really a hard decision for me. So... I'm going to just go ahead and say The Walking Dead. Oh. Um, <clears throat> good good series to me. Um, regardless of where you catch it, you hook. If you catch it on season one or season four, you, you hook into the series. Um, you may be inclined to go back and watch because you're so hungry. On, oh, how did they get here? But if you sit there and watch, if you're a, a, a horror fan or if you're a, a, a fan of that genre, you definitely want to watch it um it spawned a couple of different series off of itself uh fear of the walking dead they got two series off of that so it, it's doing good i think it's gonna come to an end i believe it's got uh what i believe it's in season nine or ten itself um I believe it wasn't the case it didn't come off a comic book or something like that Pat. What, um, Walking Dead? Yeah. Walking Dead, yeah. It was uh, so, in, in uh, Image Comics, and then they made it into the movie, uh, made it into the um, TV show, pretty much. And, and they got a video game from it. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I really, really, I, I fuck with it. I, I fuck with it. Um, it has a cult following, um, and I feel like even when it goes off the air, uh, it may, I don't know if it's in a syndication now where they're playing the reruns, but I feel that we'll go into syndication like some of the great TV shows have. Mm-hmm. True, true. Right on. That's pretty solid. All right. Um, this this was kind of hard to pick through because I started thinking about all the shows back in the day and then all the memories start kicking in or whatever. So I have some honorable mentions, <laughs> pretty much. That's but, fine. Uh, That's fine. This is this is uh, an open discussion. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Excuse me, excuse me. Sorry, Pat. My honorable mm-hmm. mention. My honorable mention is a web. It's a web series called um, fuck. Was it Project Heat? Web series called Project Heat. I was hooked on that shit for years and years and years. From the first episode I watched, I could not get off of Project Heat. I was hooked on like because it wouldn't give you. It, I couldn't binge it. It would come out one episode every week. So you had to be waiting every week, like back in the day, like in the 90s, when you had to wait for a new show to come on. So I was hooked off that. It was a hood-ass TV show. But the the plot line and the premise behind it was actually good. It wasn't just no raggedy-ass regular web series. No raggedy-ass. I've never heard of it. 
But yeah, I never heard of, never watched Project Heat. Go back and watch Project Heat. It's a nice web series. Oh. If you like, if you like gangster or hood, I should say, storyline, story plots, Project Heat. Okay. Project Heat. So, um, my honorable mentions, um, some of y'all have named, um, pretty much, uh, Cosby Show, Breaking Bad, uh, The Office, Married with Children, mm-hmm. 18, and Sanford and Son. You said the 18? The 18. That's just my personal favorite. I fuck with the A. Barack. I can watch that show anytime, any anywhere. It doesn't matter or whatever. <laughs> Pretty much, that was my show when I was a kid. Like they build weapons out of everything. You give them a toothpick, a toothbrush, <laughs> and a flamethrower, and that motherfucker make a tank. The original MacGyver. Damn right. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever. I, I picked them over Night Rider and the rest of them any day. But these are my three. Um, my third is in living color. Oh shit! That's 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 a good one. I forgot all about that. That's a mm-hmm. damn good. One. <clears throat> um, my second is Martin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good one. I could, I could, I could, I could have Martin playing the background, and I can just go away for a second, then come back, and I would just randomly laugh. That's that's like one of them. It's one of them shows that no one, no matter where you like, stop at and come back to, you're gonna have something. Something funny is gonna pop up, and it has te- it, it it stands the test of time, pretty much. It does. Agreed. All right. I don't know. My last one might be breaking rules, but at the same time, I feel like somewhere it is. It is number one. The Simpsons. That's not breaking the rules. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was just thinking we weren't talking about animated, but the Simpsons. Hey man, that counts, man. Because I started the the longest I didn't do an honorable mentions, but South Park is in my like my top five. I was gonna say Family Guy probably or something, but yeah. But yep. Uh Living Color, Simpson, um Living Color Martin Simpson. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at no. I'm not mad at that. The Simpsons, I, I'm not a big fan, but I respect their cultural relevance and impact. Like they are I know what they are, even though I'm not a big fan. Right. What y'all my, think about the predict they were saying the predict Simpsons predicted thing? I think that they are ahead of the curve on a lot of uh, thoughts. I think the Simpsons are geniuses when it comes to social political um subject it, to the point that they have a formula when it comes to humans and stupid situations. Like I think they like they had discussions or whatever. You ever had a discussion like a political discussion with somebody or like a, just a discussion anything about something serious or like health or whatever and then you say something like in a couple of years they're probably going to do this and this just off of what you've seen so far, right? For that particular <clears throat> trends. Yeah, yeah. Like uh like um if you were a techie back in the day or whatever and 
um, you were one of the first people that had internet and there was only one network, you and you guessed, hey, they're probably going to make two networks for the modem and the future. The Simpsons are like that when it comes to social political stuff. So I feel like, I feel like, they got like I feel like, to that shit. yeah, and then they've been, they've been in the game and been um, in media in general since uh, the early 90s. So all the people that they've talked about or whatever, they have extensive like research on them people. So if they say something about Trump, they've seen Trump do so much that they could predict what happens if his ego gets to a point that he wants power and they did it and they've seen they probably seen they probably i mean they're old enough so they probably seen the same thing happen over and over again politically that they could probably call it to a t to the point that people that haven't been up on politics so much they think they're like gurus or something like you know they they all nostradamus i'm like nah they just they just fun they just funny and smart and most you humans are stupid so stupid you're predictable and that's how they're you know, like oh it's it that's one of those things man i i feel like every once in a while that someone is evolving with so much common sense above the rest of the generation the curve out there that they looked at like is the next coming of Christ or something from time to time? It was like, nah, nah, you just stupid and they smart. Yeah, you just stupid. <laughs> you stupid, stupid and they smart. That's it. <laughs> nah, I guess But that's a pretty solid damn list, man. Uh, Pod Squad, let us know what y'all think out there. What are y'all top three uh, TV shows of all time? Any genre? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. What do y'all think is the weirdest, like the just the off the most off the wall TV show of all time? Hmm. The weirdest, probably one of the Adult Swim. <laughs> one the of the Adult Swim TV wall. shows. Um, commonly known or I don't remember the name of it, but the weirdest one that I used to watch uh, would be uh. I think it's called The Head or something like that. Like a big yeah, on MTV. Cartoon. Yeah, on MTV late at night to come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was probably the weirdest thing I could remember. Eon Flux was pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Um, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yeah. Cat dogs. Uh, oh, man, it's another... Like it was like sketch comedy, but it was like weird sketches. It was like some type of video, some type of video. But it was like in the nineties. Um, not Mad TV, but um, it was like Ron. It was like it could be raunchy. It could be like really weird techno shit. Like it was like it's a really weird show. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, and kids in the hall. Oh yeah, that was weird. Ever seen that comedy show on uh, old school? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think they got, got um shit back on Netflix. Kids in the Hall reunion type shit. Mm. I got, I got one because you know Nickelodeon prized themselves on weird sitcoms back in the day. Um, but Pete and Pete, 
Remember that? I used to love oh, that's that. My shit. That was my show. That show, I I love that show too, but it was weird to me. And Artie, the strongest man in the had a lot of unusual <laughs> premises. That nigga was a great value. Walt, where's Waldo? And he was the strongest man. I mean, the fact that they had a 14 year old with a tattoo that danced. That shit was bad, right? They had another one too. Um, like that. They had this show about these teleporters called Sound uh, Slider. The Tomorrow People. Hmm. Yeah, it was like a spooky. It was a spooky show. Alex Mack. Yeah, that was the next one I was going to bring up. But it it had that feel of Alex Mack. That was a good damn show. Yeah, I watched Quantum Leap. Small kid, like an adolescent kid. Mm -hmm. Good damn show. Yeah, like Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Love Quantum Leap. I probably was too young to be like really into it as much as I was. Because, <laughs> like, I, I got into it because I used to be watching that shit with my grandma. And you know what I'm saying? You kind of got into whatever it she watched. So it used to come on after uh, Little House on the Prairie. And I used to be so happy right. to get a, a switcheroo from Little House on the Prairie, as boring as that was. That quantum leap, was like, it became like my shit. Like, like I was. I was I probably did not need to like that show as much as I did, but I really liked that show. Like, and that nigga never actually left his ass back to his own time. Mm-mm, nope. Nah, cause nah, they ain't they ain't have enough money for the production to get bring it back home. That's messed up. But not. So what's 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 the weirdest show that you used to watch that if anybody found out you watched it? They will look at you like, why did you watch that at that age? Oh shit. Mash. Mash. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. taught me, man. I, don't, I can't even oh, think that's of my shit. That's my shit from a little kid to now. I fuck with Mash. Right. Fuck with Mash, nigga. <laughs> be real sex. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> And, um, and, and and weirdly, I wasn't watching it to get horny, and then I was literally just watching because I used to like to learn about all of these weird people and what the fuck they was doing. Okay, I'll like, tell you, I like to see titties. <laughs> i tell you, I, I, I like to watch the show Girlfriends. Girlfriends? Girlfriend. Yeah, yeah like that's that my show. shit. It's a good show. My wife knows, like, to the fact that my wife knows, like, your show on. <laughs> oh man that's my shit what do you think draws you to that show so much I have no idea at all I have no idea at all but I enjoy watching those folks motherfuckers getting this bullshit they get into well, all right. the critic and duck man Ooh, the critic was my shit. That used to be my late night go to sleep show. Mm-hmm. Duckman is, is a great ass show. Oh people man, I love that show. show. Yo, I love that show. that show. I did not get into that one as much. If you watch it as an older person now, like I used to watch it because it's just this crazy duck cartoon, and I'm, I'm Daffy Donald. You got me sold. Ducktales. Hey, you can't go wrong okay. with a cartoon duck. We're gonna show our age. We're gonna show our age and our weirdness with this one. 
Y'all niggas ever watch The Mantis? Yes, The Mantis. Yeah, with the black dude. He had the uh, yeah. the exoskeleton, but he was like handicapped. Like I vaguely remember that, but I can't like I can't pinpoint like a face of the character. But I, I've that premise. You know why? It, it sounds super familiar. You know why? You know why? Because <laughs> they they robbed us of a good show that and that show was Mantis. <laughs> They robbed us of that. I think the idea of the show was so ahead of his time that it wasn't enough for the budget or whatever. That oh dude God. was basically oh black God. Batman or whatever. He put on the they be walking around. He be well, um say walking around. He riding around in his um in his fancy <laughs> his fancy <laughs> Professor X wheelchair and stuff, and then something happened. He pressed some buttons and then this. I never like next thing you know, he had this exoskeleton coming across his body, and then random flying car oh coming in. I was like, he was like Professor X, Knight Rider, and Iron Man. Yeah. That nigga All was Iron Man, one. Batman, Professor All X. All in one, and he was a black man. And he was a black man. Yeah, that nigga. Yo, he would. I I, I, but, I but, remember the show, but I cannot pinpoint. But it sounds uh, different. Fuck, Google it, man. Man, I don't think it made it past like maybe three three episodes, yo. Because I remember the first episode okay. when it all happened, and I think it was like, if anything, it was like five episodes or whatever, yo. But that okay. that guy, I, I that guy that. is is Meteor Man's Batman. That's basically what he is. Okay. I got another one. Weirdest, weirdest show for a kid to just be watching, fascinated with Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, that shit was going to creep me out. Uh, that shit was going to creep me out. For a kid? I fuck with those all Um, It was a show back in the day. For a kid. At night. Uh, it was with Bruce Willis. I think it was Moon. You don't have to be. All right. Well, uh, these days, cold case files. Or mm. Mm. Yo, all right. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis had this show back in the 80s, right? Called Moonlighting. Yo, I used to watch that with my mom. Yo, I used to love that show. And I and I used to I always at at a point in time I used to miss it all the time because I think they changed the time or whatever, but I can remember I can remember the um the ending of the show. That's the show that had me into detectives and stuff like that. I had a detective phase every time. Anything that had something to do with a detective, I was into it. Oh, anything close to looking like goddamn detective, pretty much. What was the, it was Moonlighter. What was another show, man? It's funny that because I don't even watch TV as much as I used to back then. Oh shit! So, also another good old man. Face brought up Mantis. Mantis. Ah. I'm about to yes, look that up next. <laughs> yes, maybe. They robbed man. us. Oh man! If y'all like, it's weird ass shows. Like I can It's only be like one season of the shit, and they take them off. It's a cool ass show. If it was like um, it won't reality show, 
it was like reality show premise, but it was like a a real ass shit. It was a real TV show, but they premised it on a, a reality show. It's called Siberia. Only had one season, but the shit was uh, I fuck with it. I think yeah, I, I ain't seen it. Seen I it's on, on. I think it's on YouTube. I think the whole that whole, whole first season on YouTube called Siberia. That shit cool. It's a cool ass premise of that shit. And it's like a, yeah. a mystery ass, mystery ass reality show and shit. People, some posing shit be happening to people and shit. Check it out if you like weird shit. Yo, I found it. Yo, I found Mantis. It only had one season, but it had twenty two episodes. Let me not. So I just want to take that back. Oh, guess who? Guess who created it? Who? Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi oh, and Sam Ham. So the guy who made Doctor Strange 2 and all the other horror movies or whatever. God damn, is that Sam Raimi you just gave me some made me some points. You got some points with me, man. I'm about to buy this off of Apple TV. Hell <laughs> bring Mantis back. I don't think we need bring to bring the Mantis back. I think that may bring be them back now. Pushing it a bit too far. But you never know. Bring the streaming. Bring the streaming. I was happy to see any black person doing any type of action stuff outside of doing street shit. Action Jackson. It's always good. Any. Are not involved in fuckery. You're right. Because yeah, I was, it's not even that. It's just that you've seen it all the time or whatever. Shoot, I don't even got to go to TV to see it. If I'm living in Portsmouth, I can just go outside and say hi to my uncle. <laughs> hey, uncle. Come on. Hey, on my daddy's side. I'm hey, on my daddy's side. On my red daddy's side. <laughs> well, two hours. From TV show fuckery to regular fuckery. Pat. Thank you, Thank you It is time. Episode 85. Yo, we were talking about some fuckery with these shows, so. Fuck it. Good and fuckery! Good and fuckery! <laughs> Fuckery. So I had to improv a little bit with this good fuckery because we just recorded Friday. So yeah. I only had about three days to actually think of or find some fuckery to come across. So uh uh I'm not gonna go in order because I would just try to fly these out so I can make a list for it. And everything so um one thing not even really good not even real fuggery but it kind of gives me a sign of the times the sign of the times right now like uh for the first time in 20 years the euro is the same value as the u.s dollar oh damn. they done dropped down to us mm-hmm. no no we done dropped down to them no, at a time the euro was worth more than us. Oh, for real? For a second. I don't know when that was. I might be very dated in my information, but I remember that was a time when the euro was worth more than the uh, dollar. Hmm. But damn. Well, we all po now. Right, because uh, 
about it says about 12 on Tuesday it went down about 12% since the start of the year. So that means they were up above us before it hit. So you probably right. Yep. We all and, Welcome to the Brokeville. Welcome to America, Britain. And um it says roughly all right. It's it's basically due to high inflation and the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. Sounds about right. Out. Sounds about right. Uh, Sounds uh, about stuff that's going on right now is due to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Russia, Russia controls a lot of oil. Fuckery. Yeah, it's a lot going on right now. Politics is playing a lot into this global uh, recession. Fuckery. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, since we're in Europe, I might as well keep it in Europe. Um, on Friday. July 8th in Finsbury oh, Park in London, England. It seems as if Roddy Rich just seems like he can't get a break. Uh, the, um, the rapper that made the very popular song that The Box um, pretty much, like his last album wasn't selling like it's, everybody was expecting it to do. Like uh, Actually, the last I think that he had two albums so far and one album they clowned him and the next album they just didn't even pay no attention to it I didn't didn't realize he was going through that I mean he has so many hit songs or stuff that he's on I guess I didn't pay attention to his sales. he blew up so fast with that song I think that the expectation expectation was so high that even if I would say even if he actually did what Logic would say he would do without that song, pretty much, that, that blew up, pretty much. It just looks bad. Like, how say, if he didn't have the box or whatever, and it was just everything else but the box or whatnot, um, his music probably yeah. wouldn't got trashed as much. What about balling much. and high fashion and... Let me ask a question. Right. Do you that, think the high expectations exceeded potential? Huh? Do you, you think the that. high expectations? Do you think the high expectations exceeded his potential? I don't. Personally. As as an artist, I don't it's want to say that. I, I don't. As an artist, I don't want to say that, especially in this fickle uh, society. Well, where, as a podcast, as a podcaster. Outside of, a, outside of you being an artist as a podcaster and as a media journalist. I would say him, I feel like his skill is about the same since the beginning and up until now or whatever. I just feel like that one song, Fox, was that one the one um, fishing line in the lake that caught the big one, pretty much. is mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's what I feel like. Like he got other songs that are popular, or whatever. But the box is like his one known hit world worldwide. Like that was like charting for like half a year, maybe probably I think like whole year at one time when it first came out or whatever. But that's not even the fuckery I wanted to talk about. The fuckery, <laughs> the fuckery is he had. The um, 
he had a show out there pretty much amazing show and when i say the crowd performed the box word for word not excluding any word yeah and say yeah it just didn't it just looked nasty or whatever now like if you look at it as all right this is a guy who's just performing and they really like the song but it's just something about a whole crowd of white people just saying nigga mostly you know that the box might not even be his number one song though yeah the song cooped up with uh post malone might be one of his top jumps well that's probably because post malone, i think is right there with uh is a little bit below the box. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. You might be right though. Other than that, you got half. Yeah, I just know. I just remember for like, like most of that year it came out, I think it was like 2019 or it might've came late 2019 and then into 2020, it, it was charted. I know, I think it was 2019 because I think it was before uh, the pandemic, but I just know majority of that year that was like the top song. Yeah, I mean, I definitely before. agree that box was big. I don't, I don't know that I agree with the talent. <laughs> y'all don't see the, the, the hilarity in y'all conversation. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I peep it. Peep I peep it. What you call it? One of them people, though. You know what? He could be one of them people that like makes really good <laughs> or features, but sucks at making albums. Yeah. Like, I don't really yeah. hear nobody going crazy about a fabulous album, but he always seems to come up with, like, a good hit or a nice little single or some people to roll with. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a few artists like that that, like, their albums ain't worth shit, but they can make a hell out of a single, or if you catch them on a feature, they're going to be the shit. Mm-hmm. That could be his You all think that's the time we're in now where your, your single is what carries you and not your album? I think we're yeah, the string that we're like there. so much damn we, music. We've been there. It's hard to get the album. Like for an album, you kind of got to take time to like put your best quality together to make an album. You got to like the people who make, who sell a lot of albums are usually the people who make good albums because they take their time. Like a Drake, like a Kendrick, mm-hmm. like a Cole, like a Beyonce, like a uh, even a person like a Sizzle or somebody like that. Like who takes their time, then they come out with a well-crafted body of work. They they kind of get rid of all the riffraff and all that. A lot of people today, they make so much music and they just trying to get some shit out that they end up basically taking a mixtape where they just jumbled a bunch of songs that they recorded and put it out. So you might have like a single <clears throat> there, but the rest of the songs is kind of songs that were meant to be throwaways really, but they needed to put them out. So you gotta, is in that. And is this, and is this all just to stay relevant? Is this quantity, this this quick push is just to stay relevant? Yeah, it's always to stay relevant. Like I, I, you have album artists and you have, you have the single artists pretty much. And then sometimes you got the hybrid both that are, are both or whatever. And, and some people, whatever, but. Finances, man. Yeah, like a lot of the average artists don't have the luxury of time. Yeah. So like you got to remember a lot of the artists that are selling a lot of records right now, they were selling records when records were still a thing. So they were making noise and selling big quantities before the streaming era. 
the rest of these artists, a lot of them are coming up in the streaming area where it's not really about how well a single album does as much as how many singles can I get to stream millions mm-hmm. of streams because that's they, why I can put them on an album or call something an album with these songs on it and then get my album sales that way whatever the problem that's with true. that is is when you put out a body of work and like maybe two or three of those songs on that body of work those stream crazy but the rest of that shit kind of stream like garbage because then mm-hmm. when you when they tap your <clears throat> album sales from that it still don't turn up to no album sales. Like you might have three platinum singles and then your album don't even make gold. You know what I'm saying? So that's where the problem a lot of these artists are faced with. But a lot of them honestly don't care until it gets to the point where the album sales mean something to their label or to their renegotiating their next deal. Before that, they don't because they're still touring off of those singles. They're still getting feature money. They're still getting like paid. So for them, a lot of them, it's just I'm getting money. And people know me. Mm-hmm. So as long Street. as I keep coming out with a little snippet of something, cool. Until the label is like, well, yeah, we got these singles, but when we renegotiate this deal, you ain't going to get the same bag we was going to give you the first time because we ain't seeing, we ain't seeing that back because the album sales ain't doing shit. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of times I, I think that's what you're seeing. Like, people like streaming. It was cool when you were on tour and you were getting money off these singles and you worked with Kanye and all this stuff was going well. But when the albums and the, the label started talking about like, hey, we need this album to do this based off the deal we got and that shit ain't doing it. Then all of a sudden now you care. So I think that's what you run into. A lot of these streaming artists, they haven't figured out the balance of how to stay relevant without dropping a bunch of music. Stream, um, streaming definitely does it like through a monkey wrench and how the industry works pretty much because you used to have, how to say, you used to have street teams and this out there passing out stuff. You used to have like, like when an album dropped, it was almost like an event, like almost like, like a mini event almost. But now the way streaming is, just the way that Tiz described it or whatever, you have to rethink how you go about stuff um, pretty much. Like, that's why I think Chris Brown has those big albums with all the songs up there or whatever. Well, one, I think because he loved music so much and he's so addicted to music that he has a, a vault of a whole bunch of stuff and he's like, I don't want this all to go to waste. I'm going to just put this out there. And being, being that he's like that, whatever what he'll do he'll drop these big ass albums and just like all right let's see what the masses pick as the as the go-to like I, that's why i've noticed now that i've seen a lot of people if you notice a lot of people when they drop albums they don't even really an, announce it unless it's like a big known artist at that time or artist that's like trending at that time or whatever a lot of times they drop the album or whatever. And then the day of, you know, like that Thursday night uh, at midnight, well, Friday midnight or whatever, that's when you find out, oh, this is all the new stuff or what and whatnot. And then I, I really feel like they're doing that now. So they'll just put the album out and then just see what the masses will gravitate to 
and then whoever and whatever streams the most that's what i'm gonna put the video to that's where the one i'm gonna uh, push a bit further or whatever um and i think that's a lot i think that's pretty much like the the influence of the soundcloud era of music or whatever because really that's the that's the only way you could actually get your music out there or whatever just putting it out there and then seeing what what the masses say hey this is the hit that's how uzi got his start pretty much so but yeah the main the main fuckery with roddy rich is black twitter really got on him or what like uh pretty much all those white folks just saying nigga throughout all his song like when i say they they sung the box word for word they sung that jump word for word like Twitter, this guy's Twitter said, "Ain't nothing many crowd full of white folks screaming, nigga, ain't it?" Man, I, yeah, yeah, right. PTSD moment. But how do they um, make <laughs> them white folks should have some self control? Exactly, exactly. This dude said, "Many, many a nigga was sung, nary a nigga was seen." <laughs> when I saw that, I was niggas was shed. Mm-hmm. Niggas was said. <laughs> Niggas, but only one nigga was there. Well, but I can't blame him for that. I, 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 I don't know. I can't blame him that for that. I can't almost. I was gonna say, oh, I really can't blame them for that or whatever, because you're singing a song and you might be inebriated. But at the same time, come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Not one of y'all, the whole England, <laughs> the whole London Yard. What? And Liam Neeson? Wait, really? The whole 007? The whole MI6? Oh, but anyway. Scotland Yard and all of them. Mm-hmm. Nigga. But I don't want to be... I don't want to seem like I'm too offended about it. I just want to bring that out there. There's some things we need to correct. Don't want to say I'm too offended about it because nowadays, I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm getting tired of sensitive people. I'm getting tired of sensitive people. It just they try to find the smallest stuff to run on some kind of like how's just. Just to run on, a, on online in general and just try to make something out of it or whatever. This week, <clears throat> I have Jill Biden. That's Joe Biden's wife, Joe Biden's first lady or whatever. She's actually had to apologize to the Latino community um, for saying unique as the breakfast tacos. And then when I actually saw... Uh, What's they, that? Exactly. Uh, Can you give me more context? Maybe I'm missing the... the- yeah. Yeah. When I actually saw the video or whatever, it it just sounds like she was just trying to find a way to bring everyone along or whatever. Um, but she said the diversity of this community as distinct as is bodega, as the bodegas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast breakfast tacos here in San, 
San Antonio, whatever, is your strength. To me, I I don't we know you're not tacos. Nobody said yeah, taco. Like, yeah, I'm I'm like, how do you you're reaching? You're reaching for that. Maybe she just like breakfast tacos in San Antonio. I get what she, no, she was just saying like the diversity is like, you know, it's like different types of Latino people. So like you got. Yeah. And she wanted that. to bring it home. Like the Latinos to... that run the bodegas in New York are not the same type of Latinos that are making breakfast tacos in San Antonio. They're different heritage, different nationalities. Yeah. I get what she was saying, and she was referring to the diversity being y'all strength, not the tacos. So, like, I, I don't get it, man. man I'm I don't even. Fake I don't even think. Let's get out. Actually, I've seen. Real shit. I actually seen some comments that said, "Hey, that was from Latino people that said, hey, that wasn't us. We don't care about that. <laughs> we thought it was funny.' Yeah, that that ain't that deep. I ain't so I, like. I ain't about to go with that fake outrage there. Like, get a life, y'all. Yeah, stop, stop with spend your time and your energy not on fake outrage, but on things that matters the most. Because when you spend your time on this fake outrage or whatever, that leaves you distracted from the major problems. And then you have stuff like Roe versus Wade happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, stay woke. So, right shit. You right there. Stay, stay woke. Nigga, sleep. Um, I love that song. I'm sorry. Childish Gambito did his thing. That's all. But, uh, well, um, how was that segue that last phrase into this? All right, he did his thing with that song. Singers, a singer that's doing too much, <laughs> too much. They've been doing too much. So it's it turns out that there's that. that, that Tour late. <laughs> You're right. You're right, Victoria. Like, <laughs> you do be doing way too much. Way too much. But no, not Tory Lane. We ain't in that lane this time. We're, we're talking about the king of R&B, R. Kelly. That nigga so ain't no king t- of R&B. Who the hell crowned him? When we had that move? R. Kelly. <laughs> Some people be still Tank. Tank said that. That's who said it. Tank. Why do we keep giving Tank authority over what we like in R&B? That nigga had like one solo hit or two. No, two solo hits and a mediocre career with TGT. Because he's the only one left that's actually still trying to do R&B. You don't get the fuck out of here. I give give Mario more credence to get to lead R&B than uh, anybody. To somebody out sing him live. You know what singer I'm really into? Mario. Mario. <laughs> Mario. Pause. Pause. Mario. He laughed and, and I think he so. Um Lucky Day. Y'all hear that song that singer Lucky Day? Oh Mario. Oh yeah. Yeah, I fuck with him. Him and Sir. I fuck with Lucky Day. Oh yeah. Yeah. I heard yeah. Lucky Day didn't get signed by Neo because he caught him fucking in his bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to talk any more about Neo. <laughs> I'm not. You don't call the man a bulldog. I think you leave him alone now. <laughs> I, I think I think I think I done enough. I think you done about got the Neo uh, shit off. Yeah. Oh, 
I think I should stop. Um, so um, there's been documents that R. Kelly is engaged to alleged victim Jocelyn Savage. Man, I'm done. I don't want to talk about it no more. That's I, it. I'm about done with that whole situation. If she gonna keep look, don't call her no victim if she keep going back to get engaged. Call them other women who was actually like trying to get away and didn't and stuff. Call them victims. But we're not about to keep calling this girl a victim and she done been standing by this man's side. Oh, Bonnie Raitt, stand by your man ass. Like, man, ain't trying to hit this shit. Get this weird ass pedophile lover and the pedophile away from me. Mm-hmm. South Carolina with them both. Well, we had it. We can- and and while we at it, because you know when when it comes to slow news week or whatever, I just don't have enough days to actually pull up some fuckery. I go to well, Florida, well, so well, we can send well, some well, people well, in well. Florida to South Carolina or whatever. <laughs> you know I don't go too deep with these uh with these with these uh topics because I just go in and y'all tell me which one to stop at pretty much. Okay. Florida man leads chase with authorities on a John Deere lawnmower. That sounds like <laughs> a country Friday night. I, I don't feel like that's Florida necessarily. That could happen in in a weird in a small town in Virginia. That's true. You something else. Abrasive junction and shit. That's true. Something else I think could probably happen in Virginia. Uh, Florida, Sanford, Florida man catches large bear raiding garage fridge. That did that bear did a yoke. Are you sure it wasn't one of his in-laws? I don't know, man. I don't know. It might be a fat dude in a fur coat, so. And with ain't the main daddy in law in there getting no snack. <laughs> with no shirt on. Thing is a bear, he just hair your shit. And you that big. You heavy enough to be as big as a bear. Your ass ain't walking nowhere. Nobody <laughs> would go hover around. Mm, around the corner. Maybe the bear live in the area, like like the bear on Cleveland show. No, I mean, I will say this. The first week we moved into our neighborhood, like as soon as we bought the house, uh, the wife was outside in the backyard chilling and a neighbor came running across the street, like get in the house, get in the house. There's a bear in the neighborhood. Bear was running around the neighborhood going to people trash can. So it's possible. True. Right. Oh, yeah. It's a bear out here. You know, coming home early part of summer, a bear ran down across the street, um, down the street. I was coming across the bridge, across the reservoir. You know, the kids can't go outside this week. Bears outside. You know, in Chesapeake, that one time there was a bear that was just hanging on a tree for the past three days, and they had mm-hmm. like locked down the whole uh, you sure street. With it. No, that was a bear. I saw it. It was a bear. It was definitely a I'm bear. I said it on one of the it's good and fuckeries, but it's Chesapeake. It's wild uh, it was still Western Branch, Florida of the seven five seven, huh? Yeah. Oh no, man. Hmm. We gonna start googling Chesapeake on Good Burger. I oh, kind of feel like that news, that news blotter that come across my shit every day. I can, I can get you some shit. You know, um, 
I don't know. I think kind of, to me, I feel like Suffolk is the Florida of the 757. It's just that Suffolk don't get as much press as everywhere else because it's country. Yeah, folk. they don't. They don't. Suffolk be having some rich folks. Suffolk, there, Suffolk, Suffolk and Franklin. Suffolk, Suffolk, really. Suffolk, Franklin area. That Franklin area. <laughs> Yeah, Franklin is a little bit off the chain, man. They they are out there. Franklin country ghetto. <laughs> ghetto. College from Franklin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Because this is. A... I'm gonna go back to Florida because I just saw something that just hilarious to me. All right, this <laughs> Florida man arrested for killing neighbor's rooster claims claims in self defense. And you want to know what he says? Chickens die every day, people. <laughs> I seen the news. You want better? I saw the news. I saw the news coverage on that shit. You ever? He gave you sound like Cameron and paid it for You ever had a rooster try to attack you? Uh, you know, when I um, went to that pool party, mm-hmm. that rooster was talking shit to me the whole time. No, I mean a loose rooster try to attack you. That shit ain't no game. Yeah. I've seen videos. If you've ever had that happen, then you totally understand that man. Chickens do they sir. They were sometimes birds gotta go. Birds gotta go sometimes, Pat. You know that. Oh yeah, you I know, know how you feel about birds. I yeah. bet he won't cockadoodle do that more no more. I bet no, it. I don't think he's cockadoodle doing it anymore. I guarantee you me and no ain't no bird running from me. Well. Somebody ate good that night. Florida man killed a roommate with pellet gun because he was annoying. Okay. With the pellet gun? You gotta shoot a dude a lot of times with a pellet gun to kill him. You gotta hit him in the very right spot. God damn. Uh, Well, this this man got a face tag. Like, a crucial face tag. I don't know, man. Just look at him. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay. Looks like a typical Florida man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make his pellet gun stronger. Really really well, he pissed away. Hey. I don't know, man. Unless he replaces his pellets with rocks. Pellets. <laughs> yeah. he, he got them. He got them sharp. Them um, pointy. Them pointy shit. Shot will burn. Now, what that got to do with his 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 tattoo? Am I confused? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying this. Well, you got a tattoo on your face this this crazy or whatever. I expect you to do some wild stuff. It make your pellet gun stronger though. What they got to do? I'm I'm try. I'm okay. You know what? I'm out of bounds. I'm gonna go ahead. I don't think the pellet gun will get strong. I just think he if he was. I'll put it this way. He looked like. If anyone could kill someone with a pellet gun, he looked like he would find out the way to do it. I'm surprised he used a pellet gun. He looked like he'd just come up on you and kill you right and stab you to death with a spoon or something. Yeah, he looked like he, he'll like take he meth and start biting you. <clears throat> I feel like meth is involved in this situation. I wouldn't be surprised. Meth yeah. and Florida kind of go hand in hand. Meth mm-hmm. what type of pellet gun he had. A strong ass pellet gun. Yeah, I was actually. What he had and how close he was. I don't think about it. 
Where did he shoot the man with the pellet gun? That's what I'm looking at. He just says that he just shot him. They don't tell me where they aimed at or anything. Because if he had one of half, them real half-powerful pellet rifles and ran up on him and shot him in the temple, I could see that. This dude said they got a Ruger uh, .22 caliber air rifle. Hmm. Nigga killing somebody Mm. with two of any kind got me sure. All right. He got hit with Mm. manslaughter. Well, okay. Florida manslaughter. He Jesse Hill, 42, had locked the victim Ernie Wilburn, 44, out of the shared house and he began yelling. Be let in, oh, but oh, yeah, yeah that's how it's that ain't your boy. Yeah, <laughs> nigga, is you Damn. the mic? What is this? I don't know, man, but I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm talking about face over there, crackle popping, <laughs> building them damn clubhouses. Florida man shot in the <laughs> head after holding therapist hottest hostage for four hours. And boy, look at this face. Hold on, what? Florida man shot in the head. He ate um, this shit. Shot in the head after holding therapist hostage for 15 hours. The fact that he, he ate that shit. Yo, that shit's crazy. Yo, that is. You take a fucking bullet to the face. I don't care which one. <clears throat> tough motherfucker. All right, this is my yeah, last one. This, this is my last one for today. Florida man charged with taking R2-D2 from Disney World Resort after posing as security guard. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. What? Florida man charged with taking R2-D2 from Disney World Resort after posing as a uh, security guard. This nigga stole the robot? Yep. Yeah, this nigga trying to come up. I thought that was a person in that. (laughs) Did he kidnap somebody? I'm about to find out. It just kidnapping. I I don't... All right. Uh, Um, He can't steal the person. Uh, it won't even let me get to the damn. Oh man, that, well, that sucks. It won't even let me get to the thing without a pop up coming up. Florida, pop up, pop it up, pop it up, pop, 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 half of your population to South Carolina for me. It's that time. It's time. To, it's time to call the herd. It's that time. Oh man. And it never fails if I have a new slow news week. But in the meantime, always have the fuckery. Keep on <clears throat> reporting on the dumb shit y'all do so we can keep on having funny shit to laugh at here. On the Amen. Podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's, yeah. that's the good in fuckery, y'all. From fuckery to something a little bit more uh, in depth. Faith, yes. What you want to talk about this week, man? Um, as I was pondering what topic to bring to the table, um, I just came across this topic just on the random. So 
figured I'd bring it to the table and see what we got to say. I'm um, just basically a question for the panel and see what each one of us has to say for this. Um, if we come to a conclusion, yeah, if not, no. Um, does making pro-black and only pro-black content hurt the movement of our culture for unity, or does it go to educate those more and help them fall in love with us? When you like, say, does it add more to the divide? Do you have an example? Like, um, let's see. Um, show or something. Take, um, I hate to mention his name, but take um, someone like Umar Johnson, the content he was totally making, not not the begging, not the stuff like that, where he's talking about um, pro-Black and um, uplifting the Black community and stuff that he's saying that the people originally fell in love with him saying. Does making content only and solely like that and only talking about Black problems and only talking about uplifting the community and only talking about that, does that go to do more to the divide? Of the cultures and of the not even of the cultures, divide of the black of black and white people, or does it do more to educate others about our struggles and about what we go through, and get them to want to aid us? I think uh, on a whole, it it depends. Um, so I think it helps when you have people that are making this content, but they're also supporting and or doing works that are actually working toward eradicating or helping the problem that they're complaining about. I think where the problem comes in is one of two places where either the person, where either the pro-black content ends up coming to be a begging or a scamming thing, or where the pro-black content comes into, it only points out the, the issues but it's never giving a solution or thing we can do. Like it's just like yeah, that's real. Like having yeah. that homeboy that complain. Like if your home, if you got two homeboys and both of them complain every day, but one of them every time he complain about something, the next day you see him do something that works on the thing he was complaining to you about. So he might complain to you today about how bad his marriage is, but then the next day you see him in marriage counseling, or you might he might complain to you about how um how bad he want a promotion at work but then the next day you see him looking for an extra project at work to try to you know send impress the bosses or he he complained about how his business ain't jumping off but then you constantly see him at, at doing stuff to promote and, and work on that business model you feel what i'm saying it, and then you got another friend that they complain about them same things every day but then the next day they just come back complaining about them same things again and then the next day they come back up you're going to look at them two people differently. You know what I'm saying? One of them is going to be like, I don't mind being around this nigga because when I hear him complain, I can listen to him vent because I know that it's some works behind that. It's some, he ain't just dying on that or it's just not, that's just not it. He's just not here to just complain and get on my nerves. He's also here to like fix some shit. The other dude, you're going to be like, man, get this nigga. This nigga, I don't want to go to the club with this nigga more. I want to hang with this nigga. I ain't trying to watch the game with him. Though. He, a, he a negative Nancy. All he do is complain. And I think a lot of our people that make pro-black content, they end up falling into that lane of where, like, you see them constantly talking about how bad shit is. And, you know, we need to do this to fix the black family and we need to do that. But you never see them doing anything to actually make that happen. And then it just like 
like, all right, we know, nigga. Now what? If we had the answers, we'd already be doing something. So obviously we don't. So like, all right, we know that this is the problem. We got it. We got you. Now what? And it can't be us donating to you. It got to be something mm-hmm. that actually effectively does something for the community, not just your pocket. And I think yeah. though that be the issue. I think it does help when you have people who do make content that, that then they you see them out doing the works. You see them coming up with products or services or coming up with ideas and groups and uh, grassroots movements that actually then work towards something. You know what I mean? So got my, got my thought on that one. I think you hit it right on the head. I, I think you hit it right on the head, man. It's just like, I would say, it's good to always have that knowledge in it uh, because it, I can remember a time where we didn't have outlets. We didn't know half the stuff that we know now, if 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 any of that or whatever. So I'm never going to say not having um, decreasing the amount of pro-black platforms out there in in, in general. It's, it's just just like with Tiz said, like you as a person don't even want to think about everything that's bad in the world all the time. That that mm-hmm. that can fuck up your health. Have you stressing over stuff that you shouldn't really even be stressing over? For real, for real, because it's not in your power to just change it overnight mm-hmm. or whatever. So, like, you know, like. I mean, as far as going to those sites for understanding and basically getting a perspective that you might not have before, great. Awesome. But at the same time, it has to be if if you a site that gives knowledge or whatever or what whatnot, um it, it has to be some type of balance yeah. or whatever, you know, like. You know what could also, I'll, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, I'm, I apologize. Look, well, no, I was just saying knowledge, uh, our knowledge is always a positive or whatever, but like you said, Tiz, if you're like doing this every day, it has to be like a solution or something positive that goes along with it. Yeah, I was gonna uh, just add on to that, like I said, that like, and the positive don't necessarily gotta be like, all right, I gave you all these problems, so now I hit a solution. It could be somewhere you just highlighting some good shit about black people. Maybe yeah. you that's what I was saying. In a, yeah. a black play, or you having a black business expo that you're showing, or you got some content around some young black people that's doing some cool things in, in the world and uh, under the age of 21 or something, you know what I mean? But it got to be something that uplifts as well as points out the problem. And I think a lot of I think we're saying the same thing. Like a lot of people, they fall into that trap of like me ranting and raving gets me clicks and views. So I stay there. But like after a while, that shit get old. Like even with a dude like Umar, like it's a reason that less and less people talk about him. Mm-hmm. Even though more and more people know him, it's just, it's like, what else can you say about him? All right, well, if you like him, he's saying the same thing he was saying 20, 15 years ago. If yeah, everybody he, else is saying he's saying and doing the same thing he was doing 10 15 years ago so it's like what it's nothing new he's not involving he's not showing nothing new he's not coming up with no new cool thing it's the exact same song and dance so like i love pro black content 
and I think it can be done well. I think it just has to be a balance where they show it like and highlighting everything and making it truly pro-black, not just let's rant and rave about the the shit that's going against black people. I I think black, I think us as black men need to get out of this top dog mentality or whatever, because where it, it always has to be one top dog in every category or genre or whatever. It's like, he's the guy about pro-blackness. He's the guy, he's the top dog in basketball. He's the top dog in hip hop. Like he's the top dog in the streets or whatever. Like I think when we get to those points like that or whatever, like that kind of corrupts the message in, in, in general. Like then, then it comes to the point where that person that's actually putting out the knowledge in the media or whatever, they, they found themselves in a hole where they have to continue being that guy or whatever. And I think that's what a lot of stuff that distorts, just distorts a lot of like pro-black um, stuff. Like you have pro-black and you have hoteps or whatever. Hustlers, hotep hustlers. Pro-black is great. Pro-black is awesome. When it start getting a little too extreme, and it and the focus is more on, I, I start being more suspect of the person that's actually putting out the content when everything they promote has them in it or whatever. Mm. Like, like every single time, like if you're really about pro-black stuff or whatever, you would just have a flyer up about some type of event, might not have nothing about, have anything to do with you you might not even be able to be up there or whatever but it's black people doing something positive in the area or whatever right. and you're promoting a lot of these people don't promote that unless they themselves are there showing face or they are involved some type of way or they actually or, Yo, or the, i'm gonna show you pro-black content and i'm gonna show you the problem pro-black <clears throat> Pro-black content is a is a dude like Kev on stage studios, where it's all black people doing great black things. You get to see a bunch of different like black talents, but it's nothing that's bringing you down. Everything about it makes you feel good about black people. Mm-hmm. Then you got a dude like Sarnetta, claims to be pro-black, but everything he talk about or everything on there is either drama negativity or we need to stop doing this and we need to start doing this. It, it, you got both options. But I think when you have people that are giving you more balance, you can suit it well. Like it, too much of anything is just annoying. Yeah. Even the everything happy, in moderation. Always too happy. That's going to get mm-hmm. on your nerves. You need something else in there. But I think balance is the, the biggest key to like if you're going to do pro-black content and that's going to be your hat you hang on, make sure it's pro-black and not just anti-supremacy. Yeah, you need you need a palate cleanser from time to time. Big facts. Big facts. What say you, Faith? I definitely agree. Um, say that depending on who you are, the, the way you make your pro-black content 
can go to do, to add more fuel to the fire and do some more separation because you have those people who make pro black content who are um I would say uber black. You feel me? Mm-hmm. They they take and it's on the it's on the verge of black supremacy. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to be pro black and it's one thing to be on it is trying to be a black supremacist. I, mean, I, I and I see some people out there who make content who don't, or, or some people out there who have a platform to say what they want to say, who who do things like that. And I feel like it's content like that that does draw draw um or drive I should say a further wedge in between where we try to bring build unity. Now the the majority of pro black content does not do that. I feel like it educates the masses. It, it draws people in for, into our culture to help them learn more. Um, that's why I feel like um, if you, you see it, everyone knows our culture is everywhere. Um, it, it transcends lines. It, our culture brings people together. More people love us than hate us, but they just don't want to say it. I mean, we're, we're the most imitated culture on this planet. We are the trend, trendsetters. We're the most stolen from on this planet as far as culture. Our culture is stripped away and we build a new one from nothing. And the new one and the old one are copied. So I feel that people who bring that and that knowledge to the forefront, that builds a unity. But those uber, the uber black people or the usher say those black supremacists, they do the same thing as white supremacists. So like mm-hmm. they, they just Hype up, their, hype up their own side and, and further drive their wedge. But I feel like the the mass media, that's the content they display. That's the content they push. Because unity don't sell. Conflict does. Yeah. So when they have interviews, they bring in different people on there to interview and different African Americans or Black people to interview. They're not picking the, the people who are trying to educate or most times they're bringing those supremacists who want to argue and want to incite just like the counterparts do. So they're actually doing the same thing. They're not coming to no resolution. They're not coming to no conclusion. They're just inciting both sides to have more fuel to the fire, more hate, instead of just trying to come to the common ground that we all have, because we have more alike with each other than we have differences anyway. Our differences mm-hmm. are very minuscule when it comes to our likenesses. That's real. People like, no, nah, no, nah, not really. I mean, if you take it to a molecular level, we have so much more in common than we have different. So, that's mine. That's real, man. I, I definitely think uh, bring the balance, man, and you you reach more people, man. You know what they say? Uh, you get more, you get more uh, bees with honey than you do with vinegar or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Can't be all negative is, is the key, man. Anything you doing, it gotta come from a place of like pro. I think that's the key part. It's not con black, it's pro black. So you could be for your people, you can be aware of the thing, the dangers that are that face your people, but you can still have balance and still not dwell on just that. It can be you can you can have it all. You can talk about all the things. So yeah, I think that's the you key. You can have it all. I'm sorry. <laughs> you good. <laughs> But uh, one of the major ways that you can uh, show that you are pro-black out here in these streets, man, is uh, supporting your boys. 
Uh, <laughs> and uh, we always need support. We're really trying to make it. We're very close to a lot of our goals for year two. And we are approaching the end of year two in a few months. So, you know, you can help us get there by doing a few things. For one, the easiest things you could do is like, comment, share, and subscribe to the content. And make sure if you're watching on YouTube that you actually watch past the first few minutes. Let the video play even if you have to mute it. Um, it tremendously helps our watch time hours and allows YouTube to put us into the algorithm and get us more uh, eyes and ears on the content. Second thing you could do, go ahead to Spotify from now on where the full video of these podcasts will be uploaded. Um, so yeah, check that out. And then financially, if you want to support us, man, you can go ahead and do that by going to Cash App, dollar sign, Podnatiz1, dollar sign, P-O-D-N-A-T-I-Z-1, or you can go to buymeacoffee.com backslash the partners where you can sign up for $4.99 a month, get exclusive perks as part of your membership. And you can also donate for a little as little as a dollar if you don't want to sign up for a membership there. You can also become a monthly supporter on Spotify or Anchor backslash anchor.fm backslash the hyphen partners. And if you want to support financially, but you want some back, you want a tangible object in your hand. How can they do that, Faith? Well, once again, y'all can go to rtreclothing.com. That's rtreclothing.com. A-R-T-R-E clothing.com. No, I did not spell clothing. Um, once again, new slide line. Get your footwear right with the R-Tray slides, man. Get your footwear right with those AC83 slides. Check them out, man. All different colors, all different designs. Um, I love them. Get you some, man. It's still hot outside. Mr. Pete Brady. It ain't about sneakers and shoes right now. It's about these slides, man. Get your slide game up. Archway Clothing.com. And let your toes breathe. Get you some of ACA three slides. And after you got them, you want to show us a picture of you of a show us a picture of you with them on. Or you just want to shoot the breeze with us, talk to some, talk to us about something that you didn't get a chance to comment on about the podcast. Or you just want to, you know, keep in touch with us. How can they do that, Pat? At T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. That's at sign T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. That's the Twitter. That is the TikTok. That's the Instagram. Uh, that's Twitch. And on Facebook, we are Tiz Face Pat are the partners. That's you. That's where you can hit us up at. Indeed, man. And if you forget all that stuff that we just told you, <clears throat> just go to thepartners.com. That's the one-stop shop for everything the partners. You can donate. You can... Uh, check out all of our live stream times you can actually see our videos you can check out the podcast itself you can see our bios learn a little bit more about us uh yeah man one-stop shop everything the partners thepartners.com you can get access to our social media everything 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 we said here one click of a button away from the store all of that right there on the partners.com and yeah man uh this has been episode 85 uh hopefully y'all caught the pre-show as well but uh, yeah, man, it's been a good one. I feel like this was a nice light build. Uh, even got into some deeper topics though near the end. Um, yeah, man, I enjoyed tonight, man. I feel like this was a, a needed one after some of the serious shit we've been talking about lately. Um, and yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it as well out there, Pod Squad. And as always, I've been one third of the partners. Your boy Tiz, and I've been along with. It's the Padawan here, and you can actually hear me this time, or whatever the heck happened earlier, or whatever. Um, I'm the other third of the partners. I also want to say, if you wear, if you take pictures with the slides, wear socks. We don't do feet. Anyway, it's the Padawan here. 
<laughs> another third, and I'm along with dramatic pause. You know, it's the last third, final third, final piece. Face, peace out. Thanks for being here. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to be here with us. Keep on coming back. Indeed, man. We love y'all, motherfucker. And we about this. Bye. Have a great. Roll up and eat. That's what I'm about to say. I'm about to find some food. <laughs>